Welcome to Tibbs Eve on Midtown Radio, a celebration of drunken revelry on the night before the night before Christmas. Daddy was a monster Santa. He got taken away. He had too much Christmas spirit. For the roller skates in December Never take a look at the weather It'll be another four months Till I can't put these on Maybe you don't drink so much You would remember You're the only angels in a family We made in the snow Before you open up your gifts You ought to know Stay. Daddy's on the phone in the kitchen Ordering festive specials from the chalet The only angels in our family we made in the snow The asshole in the kitchen stole my Toblerone
Listening to Midtown Radio on Tibbs Eve. I am your host, Danielle DeVoe, and tonight I will be talking about some of the origins of some of our more carnivalesque Christmas traditions, some of the revelry uh, that is maybe overly boisterous or drunken or um, about really about getting out into our communities and and being social in sometimes ways that aren't sanctioned. And there is actually a very rich and deep history of these kinds of traditions at this time of year. Tibbs Eve, uh, as many of you will know, is a tradition that is um, still being upheld in Newfoundland, and it's part of the tradition of mummers, or individuals who go from house to house disguised in costume, um, and and they expect to be given food and drink, and there's something exciting or potentially frightening about these individuals coming uh, door to door. The, the, uh, The point is that you're not meant to know who they are, so you don't know if they are nice. Uh, or not. And this is a tradition that really has to do with much more the winter solstice and December as a time in an agricultural economy of plenty. There's a lot of meat, there's a lot of drink, there's a lot of grain, so people are able to feast. And the tradition of going home to home really has its origins in individuals um, who were agrarian farm workers, um, tenants on land that did not belong to them, and one time a year they could go to the Lord and demand food and drink. They could demand his best beer, his best meat, uh, his, his best bread, and it was part of his it, payment for their goodwill throughout the year. So the expectation that um, they would remain in their place uh, as tenants not as landowners, but this one time of year, the Lord had to be generous, and there could be consequences if he wasn't. And so, we wish you a Merry Christmas, the song we just heard. There's a line in there, um, they're wishing him goodwill, but also bring us some figgy pudding, and we won't go until we get some. And that was part of the threat of many of these wassail songs, these wassail traditions, that you had to give in, you had to give in to the demands uh, of, of the visitors. And if you didn't, there could be violent consequences. So we're going to talk a bit more about some of these other elements of, of Christmas. It's not just all about family and togetherness and, and, and children, but there are some real traditions of adults going out into the world and, and really enjoying themselves. So we'll hear some more of those stories today, and, and we'll think about some of the ways that, of course, this Tibbs Eve and this holiday season Uh, is not the same this year and we aren't having those great social interactions and social experiences. So here um, in the the sort of Newfoundland tradition, here are some great uh, songs to 
make you want to get up and dance. Uh, and we're going to start off with one specifically telling the story of mummers. Oh boy, we're good. <laughs> seem like Christmas if the mummers are not here. Granny would say as she'd knit in her chair. Things have gone modern, and I suppose that's the cause. Christmas is not like it was. Mark, what's the noise out by the porch door? Granny, tis mummers, there's twenty or more. Her old withered face brightens up with a grin. Any mummers, nice mummers, loud in. Come in, lovely mummers, don't bother the snow. We can wipe up the water, sure, after you go. Sit if you can, or on some mummer's knee. Let's see if we know who you be. There's big ones and small ones and tall ones and thin. Boys dressed as women and girls dressed as men. Pumps on their backs and mitts on their feet. My blizzard will die with the heat. There's only one there that I think that I know. That tall fella standing or alongside the stove. He's shaking his fist part to make me not tell. Must be Willie from out on the hill. Now that one's a stranger if there ever was one. With his underwear stuffed and his trap door undone. Is he wearing his mother's big party to brag? I knows, but I'm not gonna say. Don't suppose you find mummers would turn down a drop. No homebrew or elky, whatever you got. Not the one with his rubber boots on the wrong feet. He's enough for to do him all week. Suppose you can dance, yes, they all nod their heads. They've been tapping their feet ever since they came in. Now that the drinks have been all passed around, the mummers are planking her down. Be careful the lamp and hold on to the stove. Don't swing granny hard, cause you know that she's old. No need for to care how you buckles the floor, cause the mummers have danced here before. died is a night I'll never forget. Some of the boys got a load of drunk and they ain't got sober yet. 
As long as a bottle was passed around, every man was feeling gay. O'Leary came with a bagpipe, some music for a play. That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they showed their honor and their pride. They said it was a sin and a shame, and they winked at one another. And every drink in the place was full the night Pat Murphy died. As Mrs. Murphy sat in the corner, pouring out her grief, Kelly and his gang came tearing down the street. They went into an empty room and a bottle of whiskey stole. They put the bottle with the corpse to keep that whiskey cold. That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they showed their honor and their pride. They said it was a sin and shame, and they winked at one another. And every drink in the place was full the night Pat Murphy died. About two o'clock in the morning, after emptying this jug, Doyle rose up the icebox, lit the sea for Patty's mug. He stopped the clock so Mrs. Murphy couldn't tell the time. And at a quarter after two, we argued it was nine. That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they showed our honor and our pride. They said it was a sin and a shame, and they winked at one another. And every drink in the place was full of night, Pat Murphy died. On George Street outside Sundance Saloon They all went in at half past eight And staggered out at noon They went up to the graveyard So holy and sublime Found out when they got there They left the corpse behind That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy That's how they showed their honor and their pride They said it was a sin and a shame And we winked at one another And every drink in the place was full of night Pat Murphy died Some of the boys got a loaded drug and they ain't been sober yet. As long as the bottle was passed around, every man was feeling gay. Oh, Larry came in a bagpipe, some music for the play. That's how they showed their respect for Patty Murphy. That's how they showed their honor and their pride. They said it was a sin and shame and they winked at one another. And every drink in the place was full of night, Pat Murphy died. Well, every drink in the place was full of night, Pat Murphy died. Now... Christmas is very much something that is associated with feasting and celebrating and having just too much of all the good things. And this was true even before Christmas itself was placed on December 25th. And the December 25th date uh, is an arbitrary choice, and it was selected um, because there is no historical record of when precisely uh, Jesus Christ was born. And so the 25th was not a Christian date per se. It was just chosen because it coincided with the winter festival. And so that seemed like a good way to capitalize on celebrations that people were already having. The fun part about this is that there were all kinds of leftovers in the time of year. So the fact that the solstice and this time period in December uh, was associated with 
feasting and drinking and the expectation of gifts from the landlord or to be paid to the tenants uh, in, in, in bread and wine and good meat. And that held on in some way in our new Christmas traditions. This was also something that was problematic for some uh, individuals, uh, in particular uh, when we look at Puritans in uh, New England. Um, Christmas was a very problematic event. And in fact, in Massachusetts, there was a period of time uh, in the 17th century that Christmas, celebrating Christmas, was illegal. Um, there was a fine. It, wasn't really applied very often, but factories were open and they were open so that working men would go to work instead of spending the day drinking. And if they didn't go to work, there would be consequences. Shops were still open. Christmas was just a normal day uh, in, in terms of the business affairs of everyone's life. And children certainly were not receiving gifts at this time. And what is interesting about this, this particular transition is that this Puritan culture was also in conflict with other cultures, working class cultures, folk cultures, Catholic cultures, where Christmas was, of course, celebrated. And it was celebrated in that old fashioned way of feasting and drinking. So there are a bunch of moments in history where these sort of conflicting attitudes about Christmas and how it should be kept uh, but up against one another. And the Christmas that we really associate today with our um, contemporary culture, that focus on children, that was really a 19th century invention. The idea that children should be the focus, that Christmas would be about giving them presents. Um, that was a, a rebranding of, of a fest, of a, a time of year that uh, had some, some, some elements that, you know, there was a bit too much drinking, there was a bit too much riotous behavior. And so uh, there was kind of a, a, a reinvention of Christmas to be a little more subdued. But we still see those moments and we all experience those moments in terms of going out on the town. And Tibbs Eve is one of those great nights where we still see these things happen, but of course not this year. Um, and I'd like to get back to some of those, those stories of Tibbs Eve and also remembering a little bit of our, our, our social life and our nightlife that, that we had prior to the pandemic in Kitchener. And so we're, I'm going to talk to David Harms, um, Midtown Radio uh, founder, uh, and he is going to recall one of his Tibbs Eve experiences in downtown Kitchener. We're going to think a little bit about some of those great venues that we don't have anymore. And in fact, here he is now, David Harms, in studio. So, David, let's hear it. What is a great revelry-filled story of Tibbs Eve in downtown Kitchener that you can recall? My favorite Tibbs Eve memory is probably a great uh, a tour of local venues in downtown Kitchener. And I think it was, you know, three or four years ago. Um, being out on the night before the night before Christmas with some local friends, uh, people who uh, I met through a, a pool league here, the Wednesday night recreational pool league, which was a whole lot of fun, took us to a lot of different places. And uh, these are friends who grew up in Kitchener. And so they knew, uh, they knew, you know, every spot all the time, all the histories. And so we had met at um, 
it was right on the it was it was B or imbibe. It was sort of right on the cusp, but the place uh, B in the museum or at the museum, whatever it was called. Um, we started there, and you know we were out just to have a drink um, to celebrate the holidays, and we thought, why don't we go for a little walkabout downtown, check out all the favorite places, and so we did a great tour. Um, as I say, starting from the B location, um, from there we we went to Capers. Capers was a good a good first, uh, well I guess second stop at that point. Um, check in on all our local friends and uh, shoot a game of pool. Good times there. Um, and then uh, we went to a place that I had never heard of before, and um, a lot of people I guess hadn't heard of before because when we went in it, there was there was nobody there. And if I told you it was green or blue inside or something in between, um, maybe you'd know what it is. But it is, uh, I believe it was called the Aqua Lounge. And it was, it was in the lower level or the basement of the Market Square, Crown Plaza, whatever the hotel is there. Yeah, I think it's Crown Plaza. And uh, anyway, so it was an interesting place. And, and having lived here for a number of years already, I was surprised that I had never heard of it before in the heart of downtown. And uh, as I say, it was it was empty uh, with the exception of the four of us. Um, but that was a fun uh, stop along the way. Um, and then we started and then we started moving west and lots of good stops there. Uh, of course, the uh, the rich uncle tavern, I believe, was was brand new at the time. Um, uh, a great stop along the way. Bobby O'Brien's uh, a staple in the downtown core, um, sometimes live music of course. And, uh, and then we, you know, we went to a great, um, a great infamous place in the pool league circuit, uh, called Frankie's and many people, uh, know Frankie's or knew Frankie's, um, <clears throat> of where it was, uh, in the downtown core. And it's, as they say, a fun place that you want to go to with, um, you know, a small group of friends. <laughs> and so that was, uh, that was a really fun, uh, stop as well to be able to stop and, uh, shoot some games of pool, um, have a, have another drink and decide where our next stop would be. What do you do after Frankie's? Well, you go uptown <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's hard to imagine what we did uptown. Uh, the details start to get a little sketchy, but I, I do think the, um, you know, the regular stops in there, uh, I think we, uh, certainly went to Jane Bond and then we probably ended the night at Ethel's. Well, I know we, we ended the the uh, bar hopping portion of the night at Ethel's and then uh, ended up back in Kitchener in the, the bright up location um, to something that was known as the Jam Hall. So quite a night. I'm glad you lived to tell the tale. Um, and it, you know, yes, your, your last location, you did make it home at the end of it all, but it was one of those epic Tibbs Eve nights and the kinds of nights that throughout history, people have been having this time of year. Uh, but right now we're at kind of a crossroads in terms of our city and what our city looks like. And so many of the venues that you discussed um, no longer exist. We've lost a lot of great uh, venues, music venues in particular, but across the board, I mean, Abe Herb has closed down, B threw in the towel, Rhapsody threw in the towel, so many places. So how do you, as someone who is uh, an extrovert who is very social. Uh, when you walk through downtown Kitchener, how does it make you feel? What do you think about, you know, at the other end of the pandemic in terms of what you're going to see and what you're going to experience? 
Yeah, it makes me feel a little bit sad when you walk by and you see the places either uh, boarded up or, or, you know, paper covered up over the windows. Um, places that you remember, you know, good memories at, seeing live shows, hanging out with friends, that sort of thing, and, and now they're gone. Um, it, it's not everything, of course. There's still a lot of places that are still around. And, uh, it, I mean, part of it, I, I maintain hope in that um, the buildings are still there. Uh, in this case, you know, most of the... Um, most of the locations still exist. It's not like the buildings have been torn down or anything. And so the hope is that, at, you know, at the, uh, the other side of the pandemic is that other places um, fill that need and other uh, entrepreneurs sort of step up and say, now's the time to open another live music venue in the downtown core or uh, multiple live music venues in the downtown core. So in recognition of all the places that have not made it to the end of the pandemic, we raise a glass to our favorite locals. Cheers to you. Give me a cheap beer joint on the wrong side of town. And all you good time people gather round. Give me a toke out back with a bouncer named Jack. And roll me on in and sit right down. Blood on the door, broken dreams on the floor. Oh, the people ain't always quiet and serene. But if you got the blues tonight, we can make everything all right. Just take me back and let me drift away. want to play my last respect
What? What do you think you're doing? What? I'm reading A Christmas Carol. That... Oh, since when did you learn to read? Oh, don't start with Rose, me. Rose, and don't start with me. We were supposed to visit my parents in Mineola. But no, we have to have a Christmas party for your friends. My friends? Yes, your friends. Those are your friends. I don't have any friends. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. Because you don't know how to make friends. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight with On Christmas. I know. What a Are stupid okay? thing. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, 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 I love you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like we're together forever, you know? Guess we're what? Everything. Guess what? Merry Christmas. Oh, you got me a present. Mm. Oh, that's so sweet. Because I didn't get you anything. That's okay. We're going to break up. You know, we're no, no, we're oh, in love. So we're sweet. together forever, sweetheart. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, you pig. <laughs> this is red. Red, red. Red makes me look bloated. No, you know it that. I told you that all the time. Oh, girl, you know, look, I it it. looks great. No, it's
This lockdown here gave me the virus COVID-19. On the second day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me blue rubber gloves and the virus COVID-19. On the third day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me no more friends, blue rubber gloves and the virus COVID-19. Day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me uh, hoarding tendencies. No more friends, blue rubber gloves, and the virus COVID 19. On the fifth day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me remote learning. Hoarding tendencies, no more friends, blue rubber gloves, and the virus COVID-19. On the sixth day of quarantine, this lockdown here gave me murder hornets, remote learning, hoarding tendencies, no more friends. My kids won't find me under the bed. And the virus COVID-19. On the seventh day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me doubt in my marriage, murder, hornets, homeschooling, hell, hoarding tendencies, no more friends, blue rubber gloves, and the virus. 
COVID-19. Oh my God. On the eighth day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me panic disorders. I haven't talked to my wife since Tuesday. Murder hornets scream on learning. Tell me. I just bought 700 cans of soup. No more friends. Just talk to myself all day. And the virus COVID-19. On the ninth day of quarantine, this lockdown year gave me my new love handles panic disorders, doubt in my marriage, murder hornets, iPad learning. I mean, really, how much am I paying for this? Hoard all that toilet paper. Friends, what are they? I think I'm allergic to latex. And the virus, COVID-19. Is it over yet? On the 10th day of quarantine, this messed up year gave me Dr. Fauci. My clothes don't fit anymore. Panic disorders. My therapist says this is normal. Murder hornets. Remote learning. Hoarding tendencies. Does anyone want to hang out? I'll wear a mask. Stupid rubber gloves. And the virus. COVID. Whatever. I hate you. On the whatever day of quarantine, this messed up year gave me Harry List Royals, Dr. Fauci, my new fad handles. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Everything's fine, except murder hornets. Remote learning. Oh my god. Party tendencies. Nope, I don't know any friends. Blue rubber gloves <laughs> and the virus COVID 19. On the 12th day of quarantine, this up here gave me a week-long election. Harry and Meghan moved to Canada? Anthony Fauci. I just can't stop eating. I'm freaking out. My wife may leave me. Is that a murder hornet or a wasp? How the hell am I supposed to work and teach my kids at the same time? Oh, my God. Reuse that toilet paper. I miss my friends. My hands are so sweaty. And the virus listening to the Midtown Radio Tibbs Eve special. And it's true. The whole 2020 thing has left many of us feeling a bit kooky, a bit overwhelmed, a bit confused. We miss our friends, we miss our venues, we miss our live music. We miss just being out in the world or just having people come over. And We have been here with you, Midtown Radio. We have really uh, felt privileged to uh, be a part of people's uh, pandemic experience in terms of continuing to bring great music to you, in terms of being a voice out there in your community uh, and, and being able to tell stories about what's happening in the community. And we're really looking forward to 2021. We have a lot of exciting Uh, new projects uh, coming up, in particular, really focusing on recording many of our great stories that we have in our community. So many amazing people doing amazing things, and we want to keep uh, shining a spotlight on those activities, even while um, it's it's so hard to, to get out and see people and see what's going on. So 
really looking forward to some great announcements in the new year and we can't wait to share with you what we have uh, coming up but a lot of art a lot of culture a lot of music and and a lot of great community stories and to keep you sane um, we're going to um, play some more nostalgic songs now uh, some things that I often think about uh, at Christmas some songs the the go-to songs the great music and we're going to start with a classic classic Canadian tune um, and I I hope you recognize it and I hope you love it Okay, good day. This is our Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. <laughs> Look out the window. Where? What are you doing? Snow. What? Oh, it's a great white north. And it's snowing because it's Christmas time. Hey, Hoser, what? Uh, here's a quiz. Quiz for Doug. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Just um, figure it out, right? Christmas is when? Uh, the 25th. Right, and what's the 24th? Christmas Eve, right? That's, so that's two. two. And then what's after that? Um, Boxing uh, wrestling day. day. No, Get Boxing out. Day, yeah, yeah. That's three. I know. Then w what's after that? Nothing. New Year's. Four. And what's New Year's Eve? Five. Okay. Where do you get 12? Uh, there's two Saturdays and Sundays in there. That's four. That's nine. And three other days, which I believe are the mystery days. Okay. Okay, now, this is our Christmas song. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks and a beer. That should be more there, right? Fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Oh, you yeah. need more. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two gold. Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toques. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven packs of smoke and chip. Oh, six packs of two five golden toots. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go home. Oh, the eight days of Drula gave to me. Eight comic books. Seven eight packs of smokes. Six packs of two for five.
Okay, day uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden tooth. Four pounds of bag, making three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a dream. Where did you learn to do that? Uh, albums? Bonus. So, like, that's our song. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and good day. Good day, everybody. Day, you could have got me a dozen donuts. Go on to the you could have gone down get some to presents. like the good donut shop where if you buy a dozen, you get another one free. And that would have been 13 for the 13 days of Christmas. Next Christmas, you can't be a chainsaw. Hey. Boy, that song is a beauty. Move. Yeah, I think it ranks up there with Stairway to Heaven.
Welcome back to our Tibbs Eve broadcast on Midtown Radio. I'm here with David Harms, and right now we're going to play a little game of who did it best. So I am going to play three excerpts from three different versions of a very popular Christmas song, and then I'm going to put David on the spot and ask him to tell me who did it best and to defend his position on who did it best. So take a listen to these. Blue, 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 blue Christmas. I 
Okay, so there you have it, David. We had the Lumineers, a classic hipster, bearded, loads of people in the band band. Uh, we had Porky Pig with his, I think we can say now, classic version of, of uh, rendition of Blue Christmas. And then, of course, we had the King, that signature voice, that signature style. So who did it best? All right, that is a, a tough one uh, for sure. I'm I'm tempted to give it to Porky Pig, um, having grown up on on Looney Tunes cartoons, and uh, you know that one that one's been uh, in the repertoire for a long time. But the thing about the Elvis version is that it comes from an Elvis Christmas album. It's a 1957 album that my my mother owns, or I should say. My mother, Leslie Harms, is now donated to Midtown Radio, and we have a uh, original pressing 1957 um, Elvis Christmas album that has this song in it. And the part that I thought was so neat about it as well, um, about the album that is, is that it's just like at the introduction of photography, and it has this beautiful full-color spread. We'll try and get some of these photos up on the on the social feeds so people can see it. But the the type of song and the way it's sung, it really lends itself uh, toward Elvis's style. And so I think in this case, who did it best? We got to give it to the king. Okay, well, I guess he is the king for a reason. So here you go. The classic, the one I guess you all love to hear. Here is Elvis Presley, Blue Christmas.
Now I'm going to start my song. Okay? Dashing through the snow in one horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Ha, 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 bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is Happy Tibbs Eve, everyone. Happy holidays. Stay home, stay safe, and keep it tuned here to Midtown Radio.